Hello and welcome to the DJ Force 10 in Conversation podcast episode 165. My very special guests on today's show are James and Simon from the band bleed again they are about to release as of actually the release of this um podcast the same day they're releasing their brand new single it's called survive um but go check it out it's a fantastic slab of metalcore um very well produced very well written all that kind of good stuff and yeah um they've actually got a whole bunch of stuff out as well from from a few years ago they got an album out in 2017 they had an ep out last year um and i first heard of these guys through um seething akira who have been on this show a couple of times um and as it turned out simon uh who i speak to and this is also in seething akira didn't know that until you'll see it it dawns on me during the uh, or it actually gets told to me during the interview so um you know you learn something new every day on that front i should have made the correlation because i have seen seething akira live now um and i should have i should have seen it but i didn't for some reason it just totally like blindsided me on that front but it's all good um apart from that it's been a fantastic week for podcasts on my front uh we had joe bouchard founding member of um blue oyster cult on my show on monday uh, and that was a fantastic chat i love that uh static x on the wednesday um which again fantastic thank you to tony campos with that one and then today we got bleed again um and that's it was a great chat as well really enjoyed it and um love listening to this band and like i said in the thing in the interview i'm going to give them lots of airplay and stuff like that so tune into my radio show on total rock and the mix.fm um this weekend or next weekend um it's in the my friends in the u.s uh it goes out on saturday nights at 11 p.m eastern time on the mix.fm uh and then my people in the uk actually worldwide with this one total rock um you can listen to that on the tune in radio app or via the website totalrock.com uh but that goes out at 6 p.m uk time which is 1 p.m eastern time at the moment so um do check that out it's a mixed show but um i try and mix in some some like solid metal in there as well uh but yeah apart from that i've just literally in the past day had a fantastic chat uh for a future podcast with carl middleton of earth tone nine um they are this year celebrating the 20th anniversary of their album arc tangent um which is getting a special vinyl release first time i've turned on i've been on vinyl um and you can pre-order that right now through uh go to their website or go to their facebook page uh and follow the pre-order links it's 30 quid but it's a double vinyl set brand new artwork they've got the omega ep on the end of it as well uh which was the ep released a couple of years after that um but it is uh, if you haven't heard it and you're not sure go onto the streaming sites go to wherever you get your music from um and stream that album it's called arc tangent and i can't believe it's 20 years old the production is great it doesn't sound like it's aged at all um obviously it has for me because it's 20 years ago and it feels like not 20 years ago um but a lot of albums seem to be hitting that mark at the moment so um i'm hoping to get a few of those bands in and talk about that time because i was very active on the promotion side of things i was a active member of a lot of street teams and stuff at that point when they were kind of a thing um i'm not even sure if they're a thing anymore obviously not right now but in general um this was kind of like more than just flyering about a band it was like handing out promo cds cassette tapes um all that kind of stuff stickers talking about the bands to people um and spreading the word it's like pre kind of pre mass internet marketing really um 
Um, it was very organic, very guerrilla. Um, but I was part of many of them at that point because um, I had a love for music and it was before I kind of um, entered into the music industry as a sort of player as well as like... Um, uh, sorry, sorry, performer. Player sounds really shocking. Um, but as a performer with bands and stuff, it was sort of my thing because I, I had a, um, a fanzine that I used to write for. Um, it was actually my own fanzine back then. Uh, I used to interview bands, review records and stuff like that. So I got into sort of street teaming and promotion that way. Uh, which kind of continues with this podcast, um, to be honest with you. And without much further ado, I am going to leave you with um, myself, Simon and James in conversation. Enjoy. I would like to welcome to my show this week. I have Simon and James from the band Bleed Again. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hey, how you doing? All right. Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks. Yourself? Yeah, good. Thank you. Good. Yeah, just, uh, actually, it's a day off today, so it's just chilling out, which is kind of nice. Yeah. I'd say that it's quite nice to have a day off after the lockdown, which is really weird because I wasn't working during that. So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's quite weird, actually. Same. Cool. So, um, yeah, we're here today. Uh, You guys have got a new single out on Friday uh, called Survive. Um, But before we. (laughs) <laughs> but before we get to that what i would like to do is get a bit of your origin story if that's all right yeah yeah because cool. um I've, I've i have heard of you guys quite a few times in the past the guys from seething akira in fact um simon's actually in seething akira yeah oh yes you are aren't you <laughs> oh for fuck's sake all right yeah well that's me i'd say i just totally blasted over you there sorry man uh i yeah See, it would help if I looked at the video as well. But Anne actually did some research, I guess. But um, anyway, uh, you, you guys put me on to you guys uh, back a few years ago. And then um, I think I did. we did try and hook up an interview at that point. But uh, I can't remember what happened. I'm not sure about I that. I guess t- timing didn't work or whatever. But now this time around, you've just released this new single. But um, yeah, anyway, we're here now. Um, <laughs> if we could yeah. like, uh, go for the, uh, like I say, the origin story, because uh, give the uh, listeners a chance to sort of uh, find out exactly who you are. Yeah, me, me and Simon, we actually went um, to, to college together. We met when we were about, what, four, 14, 15, something yeah. like that. Cool. And... Um, yeah, we sort of just found that we liked the same music and what have you. And I think I want to say we were about 17 or 18 and Simon sent me over um, a riff for a song called Save Me, mm. which I don't, I'm hoping doesn't exist anywhere. <laughs> um, don't look it up. He's, don't he's, look it he up. sent it. He sent it over via MSM Messenger. That's oh, how long we're talking. Old school. <laughs> um, and I recorded. I wrote some some lyrics and recorded um, my vocals with a video camera, and just took away the video and kept the audio as an MP3 and matched it up and sent it back. Nice. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then then we got. Uh, we got some more people involved and found a drummer and a bass player and yeah we didn't play a gig till it was 2007 i think there was an there was an old, old band old band name but 
That's where we come from. Yeah. Cool. And then, yeah, we have several lineup changes, a, a name change, didn't we? And then yeah, the name change is quite funny. We 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 all made a list together and uh, <clears throat> whittled it down to a couple that we liked. And the reason what, that we picked Bleed Again was because no one else had it on MySpace. <laughs> that was our go-to checking tool. Yeah, it was like MySpace. Has anyone got it? Oh no, yeah. three other three other bands already got that one. I have to move on. Yeah, then you'd have to be like Bleed UK, Bleed Again UK, or whatever. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. That's, that's actually what our Facebook is. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. think to this day, I think we are the only Bleed Again. Yeah, I I have looked a couple of times. I've I've never seen another band another band called Bleed Again. No, I I checked as well. Uh, well, when I went to search for your sort of like previous releases, because I got the EP last year. Which I found out. Oh, cool. uh, is transition. Um, oh, yeah. And you had an album out in 2017 as well, um, which I don't think I was aware of, but um, I went back and listened to that. And yeah, um, that's sort of like how far back I go with you guys on that front. But it was, uh, yeah, I just wanted yeah, to make sure I was getting, getting the it right band. So. Sorry. No, sorry, sorry, go on. It took us a while to get to that point. We. We sort of, so we had a, had like an, a, a really old lineup. Uh, we'll say old, old now, but like completely different lineup with a different band name. We started gigging, um, just just doing it for fun. And then it wasn't until I think it was like twenty, I want to say twenty fifteen, we supported um, Darkest Hour in Brighton, mm. and it was just. A, a bit of a step up the size of the show the size of the venue and crowd and stuff and it was like just tempting to want to try and push and then we that, that's when we started touring yeah and we were bleed again by that point and that's when we started touring in 2015 cool released uh two EPs three EPs yeah <laughs> um, three EPs Oh my god! <laughs> no, yeah, it's th- yeah, it's three EPs. We released three EPs, yeah. Um, checking our own. Uh, yeah, I was yeah, going to say you're checking your own. I'm just not sure if the first one was uh, under bleed again or not. Oh, okay. No, it was. Yeah, we released three EPs before we released Momentum in 2017. Our first album, yeah. And were these these released off your own back so far, or did you have label support? So we had label support for Momentum. Um, we were with uh, Slip Trick at the time, pushing that one. Okay. Uh, but all the other ones have been... They're all self-released. Self-released, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I noticed that uh, when, when we... I got the, um, the the press release sent to me, that it was, it was self-released, but like, which we'll get on to in the, the new single in a moment, but the quality of the self-release, I was kind of like, you know, it's very good. <laughs> Yeah, well, our, our old drummer, um, Russell, uh, who's played on everything up until this single, mm. um, he left us um, last June, June 2019. Um, but he has his own studio um, called Soundbite Studio. Okay. Um, so we were very fortunate that, you know, he constantly had a drum kit set up in there and he's been recording and mixing and mastering bands for many years, including us. So um, as he got more experience, our, our records tend, tended to get better. So we're always very fortunate for that. Mm. 
No, that's cool. That's cool. And like with this uh, new single as well, you work with Justin Hill from uh, or X Sixth. Yeah. Um, how was that for you guys? It's been amazing. Like uh, the proof is in the pudding. You hear the track and you yeah. go, "Wow!" Like um, we've we spent lockdown recording this ourselves, so we've each done our own part and done the editing at home, and then sent it to him for mixing and mastering. But okay. yeah, from from what I got the track to to what he's what the finished product is is amazing. Like. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, he's brought it to life. It just sounds really good. Um, we would have loved to have gone and done the full recording with him, but yeah, given the circumstances, um, yeah, it wasn't possible. But for what you know, what we've given him and what he's done with it was yeah, top quality. No, that's it's, that's that's amazing. I was going to ask, was it recorded like during? Obviously, you've t- told me now it's recorded during lockdown, but you had to record each each of your parts yourself. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I went. I went and bought myself an interface and uh, a microphone. Set myself up in a spare bedroom at home to do my vocals. Yeah, I was going to say you didn't find a camcorder or anything. No, so. no, not, not no, no, no camcorder. <laughs> no. Um, and Sam, our bass player, who does the the clean singing on this song, he um, he already had an interface and mic everything set up at home. We just tweaked, tweaked a few things between um, me, Simon, and uh, and Sam, really, and uh, yeah. When how many mixes did you have? Did he have fifty? <laughs> Over fifty mixes, I think. Yeah. Um, wow. So, uh, in terms of a mix, it's basically me tweaking something or editing something, and then going to listen to it in the car. That's what's classed as a mix. Okay. Um, and there's at least sixty of them. Wow. So you listen to it at least sixty times. In the car. Oh, oh my god! I can't tell you how many times I've heard the song. <laughs> so it's it's. I found it quite interesting because we have always been in the studio with, as I said, with our old drummer Russ. Yeah. And um, to we wanted to test ourselves to see if we could record something good enough at home because I, I do see a lot of bands doing it these days because obviously being in a band is still very expensive and if you can get a good quality and product and record it at home rather than going to a studio that can be beneficial financially but um there's obviously there's something about going into an actual studio and recording stuff that will, that will never die yeah um obviously during this lockdown situation we didn't have that opportunity at all so we wanted to see how, how we could push ourselves at home sending things separately and sending stems and and obviously yeah justin got the track and put his magic on it yeah no it's i mean it's it's, in, it's incredible like like the quality production quality wise and songwriting as well guys i'm not just harping on about the production but it's um, <laughs> that's quite astounding as well because um i'd like just to sort of like align with you on the, the sort of hearing the same song over and over again uh when i was back in a band in late or mid 2000s we we were self-produced for everything that we did so it yeah. was literally going somewhere else and listening to the songs or taking the CD with you and putting it on in the car, putting it on and, and just listening to the same things over and over. And by the time that album came out, we were sick of it. So- yeah. oh, it's, exa- it's exactly what we do. Yeah. <laughs> exactly what we do. It's that if difficulty we, of like building the live, enthusiasm with it, isn't it? So Yeah. yeah. If, if we play this song live and make any mistake, I'll, I'll just be in shock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I, I could do it in my sleep, so... 
That's good. That's good. It's well practiced then. So as soon as you get live shows out of this, you'll be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or at least on that one song anyway. So yeah. um, um, so what did you record any other tracks during this? Or was it just the one thing? You, was it just more of an experiment to see what you could do during the lockdown? Or were there are there more tracks coming? But there's more tracks coming. So we are we are working towards an album. Okay. Uh, that Justin will be doing as well for us. How far are you uh, into that? process so we've got 10 tracks for that yeah i think we've got a ten, 10 maybe an 11 track album okay. um and i think we're about a third of the way through it roughly okay I'd say four. yeah may, maybe it's maybe a smidge bit more yeah but well, the, the... well actually no if we go in if we go in plus <laughs> 60 mixes for each song yeah, um, <laughs> we're about one percent of the way. <laughs> Dear but, um, God. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we've been recording, um, well, sort of sending each other demo ideas back and forward for for months now, and we've sort of picked our ten songs, and we're in the process of recording all the parts and stuff for them. Yeah, at the moment. Awesome. <laughs> and what's your sort of like? Um... Because I, I think it's it, it's obviously a weird time, but what's your sort of like road to um, that album look like at the moment? Obviously, you've released this single called "Survive," um, and you know, is is there? Are you doing like a, a sort of like a quarterly release, if you will, or was this just sort of you just wanted to get something out there to kind of test the waters? Yeah, it, it was definitely a test the water thing. Um, this is another new lineup for this band. This this. The lineup of this band has been together now since June last year. Okay. Um, and bringing um, Sam into the band, he, as I said, he plays bass and does the clean singing on this song. He, um, I, want, I don't want to say this because he's already got a big head, but he's quite a talented guy. He's got a great voice. <laughs> don't say um, that. Good, good yeah, great songwriting <laughs> ability and stuff. And and, uh, and and working with him on this is making a difference, having a an input to the band that we haven't had before, really, because it's mainly always been me and me and Simon. Okay. And I, I'm I'm no musician at all. I just you know I do my shouty stuff, and I have an ear for things, but I couldn't put anything down or show you how I think it should be played. So having Sam in the band is. Is really helpful for that. Mm. So it, although Sam was on transition um, performing, they weren't. They weren't his songs. No, they, they, they his were songs were already done by the time he, he jumped in. So okay. um, he's yeah heavily involved now with the writing process. That's um, excellent. Which, yeah. Cool. Well, how did um, just sort of take you back to the transition EP? Actually, um, how, how did that do for you guys? Because obviously. I'm, you know, when you release stuff, there's always like, you know, on the press side of things, you get ups and downs on that front. But what, yeah. what how did that, like, did that um, obviously launch the band into kind of the next level where you wanted to be? Because I know you had obviously had an album out before that. And the first album, especially for a small band, is always a tricky one. Um, um, to be honest, um, I mean, yeah, to be brutally honest, it didn't, it didn't really do wonders for us. Um, Again, if I'm being honest, uh, the, the point in putting that out was we knew um, that our old bass player was going to be leaving. Okay. Um, we were in the process of writing a new album, and we had these four songs, and we knew our bass player would be leaving. We knew our drummer was going to be leaving a few months later. 
So we just wanted to put like the four songs that we had out and we set a strict budget, um, did a small physical run, put it online ourselves. We couldn't even afford PR. So we just did what we could with friends that we know and had a few reviews come in and stuff like that. But it's pretty much why it's called transition because it was a massive transitional period for the band. Um, But yeah, since then we've, we're now with these five people, we've kind of decided to like, to really push it and really try and step it up. Yeah. Cool. What's, um, where was that? Sorry, hang on. I'm just looking at my notes and I've totally lost where I was. Doesn't matter. So, <laughs> um, where, where do you guys, um, sort of see yourselves after this lockdown? Have you got anything planned or anything or is it, um, are you just sort of like seeing or just waiting to see, kind of see what happens? Cause most of the stuff I guess is going to be 2021 now, isn't it? Pretty much. Yeah. But... Yeah. So, um, the so next weekend we've got a, um, a live performance that we're having recorded. Um, we're going down to Southampton to the 185 club. 1865 club in Southampton. Um, okay. Doing a live gig, basically, that will be recorded, that we'll be putting out. Um, yeah, that, that's for, I think they're trying to raise um, some funds and awareness for local venues and stuff. That yeah. Basically, basically getting some bands in a couple of times a month to do a, a full live set with multiple camera angles and desk audio and everything and we've been asked to go down there and do that and the venue's big enough that everyone can socially distance themselves and so we actually get to play some live music but there's going to be no one there so it's going to be very strange but it's going to be nice sounds like a typical gig for me so it's like yeah don't worry (laughs) (laughs) I've played plenty of social distance gigs it's great Um... at the minute I think we've We've technically still got two gigs booked this year at the minute that haven't okay. been cancelled. Uh, we're playing at Heaven and Hell Fest in uh, Rotherham, I believe. Yeah. In October during Halloween. And we're also doing, um, oh, what's it called? Oh, uh, Crush Cancer in Brighton. Okay. Um, which is just set up to make some money to try and combat that horrible big C. Yes. Um, but yeah, they haven't been cancelled yet, and I think both venues can be uh, used with socially distant crowds. So, it depends on the organisers and stuff, and obviously funding. Yeah. But at the minute, they haven't been cancelled. So. Okay. Cool. Um, on to like you mentioned earlier, of Simon, you're in Seething Akira as well. How yeah. how are you? It's probably a silly question, but how how do you balance the two things? Like the two bands? Um, let's say I'm just very busy when I'm not at work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, it it's hard, but you know, I love I love doing music. Yeah. Um so it's every second I'm not in my day job, I'm doing uh, you know, I'm doing band stuff. I'm, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's it's tough, but it's it's a good tough. Yes, yeah. I mean, if you're doing something you're passionate about, then it doesn't yeah. matter, really, does it? I just find it like um, interesting when I see like uh, musicians that are able to sort of like juggle uh, mm. two, two, three bands at the same time. Um, there, yeah, there is there is a third band. Oh, is there? 
Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's also a folk rock band called Bad Billy. Okay. I do guitar in as well. <laughs> um, so yeah. And what... so basically, basically, my calendar is Monday night band, Tuesday night band, Wednesday night band, Thursday night band, Friday night gig, Saturday night gig. Sunday die. Sunday. Die. <laughs> Sunday driving home from gig. Sunday's guitar lesson. Um, <laughs> and then repeat. I, I, I can't see how you're standing up or sitting down awake right now. But there, there you go. Um, now, that's awesome. Um, well, like I said, I'll be giving you, I'm going to give your uh, track a couple of spins on my radio show. Um, also, um, once the uh, clubs reopen, because I DJ nightclubs, rock clubs specifically, um, it's actually made it onto my uh, my play out playlist, if you will. Oh, wicked. Just Thank because it is, it's got it's got some real sort of big chunky riffs in there, and it's 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 for a club atmosphere. It's got that danceability as well. Um, yeah, we like that. We we do we do actually try to bring a kind of a little bit of a party party style like element to our live shows at least it doesn't always sound like it on a record but obviously you've just said you think it's got a little bit of yeah. that in there but um when we play live we do just like like to have fun with people and have a bit of a party so that's, that's really cool yeah it's i mean i could definitely hear it in the music so um like i said it's gonna it's gonna get on there and i, I dj um in um sorry so i'm not too far away from you guys uh yeah, that come up to it's uh, Guildford and Woking are the two places. Um, okay. But we've got, well, normally when shit isn't happening, um, there's uh, like three rock nights that I do um, on those. Cool. So they're all in nightclubs. One's in a, a back room of a pub, but it's a venue. So it sounds yeah, grotty, cool. but it's a venue. So it's kind of nice. Oh, no, that's, <laughs> love that um but yeah no i'll definitely be playing you guys on there and everything so um yeah and i'm, I'm looking forward to hearing i only drink squash anyway so you can drive the whole band up oh brilliant <laughs> <laughs> lime cordial for you sir um yeah <laughs> so uh, i've got a couple of questions left for you guys and i'll let you can get on with the rest of your evening if that's all right um yeah so what i want to find out from you this uh this is for you individually uh are your three top albums that inspired you to become musicians so the one that made you want to pick up a guitar the one that made you want to sing um anything like that uh any of those sort of like pivotal moments in those albums oh um okay so album number one for me is probably 36 crazy fists a snowcap romance nice um yeah i can listen to that time and time and time again and not get bored I just love it every time I listen to it and yeah first time I heard it it just it blew me away and we, and yeah it, was just, it just inspired me nothing there was nothing specific that inspired yeah. me but just the whole thing nice just it being a masterpiece yeah, yeah. excellent you do an album now my album okay <laughs> um it's going to be a classic. It's, it's, it's going to be hybrid theory. I think it's number one for me. Linkin Park. Okay, cool. Yep. Um, I remember, <clears throat> I remember being at a friend's house, and I think he had a copy of um, Kerrang magazine that had a VHS with it, and wow. it had the one step closer video. Yeah. And I saw that, and I was just like, "Wow, who is this band? And who is that guy?" 
And um, yeah, I, I fell in love with that band and I fell in love with Chester Bennington. And he, yeah, he's probably my main main inspiration for doing what I do, even though I sound nothing like him. I could never sound anything like him. <laughs> he, he was the one that inspired me to sort of put um, thoughts in my head down on uh, paper and try and convey that in a song. Cool. And yeah, I, I can listen to that album over and over and over and never get bored of it and I never will. Excellent. Um, I think my inspiration for actually picking up a guitar is going to be the, you know, your bog standard James Hetfield Metallica uh, Metal Guitarist 101 answer there. <laughs> which, um, which particular album? I hate to say it, but it was the Black Album that okay. I first listened to. Yep. And was like, wow, and then it just delved in from there you know nice um i think my favorite metallica album is master of puppets yeah but um but yeah cool i'm gonna i think i'm gonna go for a little bit of a curveball mm, i don't know yeah I'm, yeah sorry uh <laughs> probably thriller by michael jackson nice um i was I, I still am a huge Michael Jackson fan. Obviously, he's got his his controversy and stuff. Um, it's a weird one because it's hard not to enjoy his music with all the controversy surrounding him. But yeah, um, it's where you get your dance moves from. Yeah, no, he <laughs> he he fully inspired me to um, want to be on stage and put on a show in front of people. I think. Okay. Um, I had old videotapes of him and actually had a vinyl of um thriller and yeah i played that to death and yeah i, I adored that album and that that really did inspire me to sort of i don't know try and be a showman of sorts nice way to look at it so yeah i didn't know that inspired you that much so i've learned something today oh, yeah definitely did. <laughs> i had a i even had a green sparkly hat yeah, now I had a green sparkly hat, and that section of that Jackson Five concert when he came out and did the the moonwalk for the first time and threw his hat off. I used to try and mimic that for hours when I was about six or seven. <laughs> the green sparkly hat, nice. Yeah, no, and I, I, I do love Michael Jackson's music. That might be an Easter egg in the in the video for Survive. <laughs> yeah, right. There. You just have to watch it and have a look. You know, that's not happening. <laughs> Your turn then. Number three. Number three. Uh, like, oh mine. I'd say trivia ascendancy. Cool. Like, that came out yeah. when when I was. I think just just getting into gigging. Probably getting into guitar practice, and then yeah, that album dropped, and again blew me away. Um, and I was we saw them play, didn't we? Yeah. We saw them tour that album at Concord Two in Brighton. We were eighteen. Matt Heffy was eighteen, and he was headlining the Concord Two, and we were buying tickets. Yeah, nice. That was yeah, that was just the that was the April before they um, that whole download set thing happened. Ah, yeah, two thousand five. Main stage. We were there for that. Yeah, we were there for that as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
yeah, that just blew me away. And again, it's another album I just don't get bored of. Nice. So. Cool. Um, I'm probably going to say... Um, The Rise of Brutality by Hatebreed. Nice. Um, I, I hit the Linkin Park thing when I was... Oh, blimey, how old was I? 14. And I think Rise of Brutality came out about a year later. I could be wrong, but I seem to remember sort of going from... I listened to a lot of rap music and then heard Hybrid Theory and loved that. And I went from that to Hatebreed in about a year. Um... I adored the raw aggression on um, Jamie Jaster's vocal. Mm. He, he's inspired me a lot, actually, with my vocal style. Um, I don't know if it really comes through, but it was his aggressive um, vocal, but with quite positive lyrical content. Yeah. That I really liked, because the songs, you know, if you play them to someone who didn't like metal music at all then they'd just be like oh, you know it's a noise and it's angry and what's he so angry about and you know you actually listen to the words and it's it, most of the time it's really really positive yeah like positive like reinforcement and you can do this and you can do that and you know sort of yeah and, and I love that album it's probably got um, one of my favourite songs of all time on that album I think I've seen them five times I've never played it <laughs> really annoying um yeah rise of mentality by hatebreed awesome awesome well those are all great choices um yeah i haven't heard that 36 crazy fists album in the longest time so i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna listen to that um obviously lincoln park lincoln park lincoln park uh you know i'm i was the sort of like generation beforehand um the sort of early new metal side of things and um mm-hmm just like talking to people now and how much that inspired them uh, is absolutely crazy because... I I never thought I'd be so upset about what you could just, you know, you could call a celebrity um, Mm. passing away. We were actually on tour uh, in the Isle of Wight and Sam, who's now in the band, um, he was filling in for our old bass player at the time and we were sitting in our van outside the venue after sound check and we heard the news and it was just it ruined that whole day and put a massive dent on the whole weekend. Like me and Sam are both massive fans of Lincoln Park and Chester Baines. And it was just so horrible. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. It was, uh, yeah, no, like I said, I was like of that sort of slight generation beforehand, like, and just sort of when they first came out, it was like the rule of cool. I was, I was bearing in mind, I was like 21. So it was kind of rule of cool not to like them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but over the years I've sort of very much gravitated towards them like some DJing clubs and stuff they're the ones that everyone sings along to um, yeah, and just sure. like speaking to guys like you who are just a fraction younger than I am but um, like knowing that that has kind of been the gateway to a lot of um, a lot of quality music that's come out as well um, and uh, yeah no so I mean Hybrid Theory is a great album I, I was a DJ in a metal band so any band with a DJ in it yeah in my cool book so um you know uh then obviously you know you've got limp biscuit and deftones and all the other lots that are out there as well but yeah um but yeah no metallica metallica is pretty standard like you said um i mean i love metallica every album is neither of us mentioned kill switch no we didn't we ah 
That's bad. That's all right. <laughs> my son's called Jesse. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm a massive Kill Switch fan, but I, I thought I'd put some Michael Jackson in there for a change. Yeah. How much did you love the fact they had both vocalists on that last album, on that track? Oh, yeah. oh my God. Oh, my God. That absolutely... Fun- when, when they put the teaser video out for it, and it got to... The end of the teaser was the start of the second verse when yeah. the, the camera just goes to the back of Howard's head, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. This is going to be amazing, and it was amazing. It was. It was one of those moments. It gave. It was weirdly gave me goosebumps um, when I first saw it. It was one of those... It doesn't oh. happen too often with music. No, I, I completely got that as well. I mean... They, they had like they had to sort some differences out and stuff those two didn't they the last yeah. few years which is really cool but they've managed to come together and do that and now whenever they're playing festivals together or I think they were planning on doing a tour with like the Torch were going to be opening weren't they in yeah. America so yeah. you would add that Signal Fire song every night with yeah. them two I'd say it was a it was a fucking, it was one of those great moments I don't know if it's gone kind of missed by a lot of people i don't know it just felt like it wasn't i mean it was picked up a little bit at the time i don't know if it's because you know people are kind of very short attention spans and whatnot but i thought that was a massive moment in like metal like at least recent metal anyway i completely agree i mean we we were we were at download in 2012 when i want to go as far as saying it might have been jesse's first show back hmm um, in the band, download second stage, 2012, and I've always been a bit more of a Jesse fan than a Howard fan anyway. Yeah. That's purely because of, like, lyrical um, content and, like, I like the way that Jesse writes his verse lyrics, like, the structure of them. But obviously the Howard stuff, you've got all the massive choruses. Yeah. So, yeah, that that was a big moment, I think. Yeah. So. I'm sure it'll be revisited on the live scale, like you said, once they're on the same bills together, especially at festivals. It's going to absolutely blow the roof off of... Well, there's no roofs on festivals. Yeah, but It's yeah. going to blow something <laughs> away. <laughs> oh, do you remember festival? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, finally, um, i just got one more thing for you guys. So, what, what are your... It's probably... A, a, Simon's already probably gone over most of this, what he does anyway, but what are your hobbies away from music? So when you're not doing every day, every week, doing music, is there anything else that you guys do to kind of get away from it or any other sort of like hobbies or passions that you have? Um, well, I, I have to go to work and I have to sleep. But I think that's it, really. <laughs> sleep, sleep's a good one. I, I like sleep. That's a good one. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll just take the time. Um, yeah, I've got a classic Mini that's been off the road for... Oh, I dread to think. Oh, more than oh, 10 years. Yeah. Off the road 10 years, and it's sitting at mum and dad's, and every time I go around, I look at it and go, need to sort that out. And then I just don't get the time. <laughs> so. It's like you've just had three months of... <laughs> I know, but... It's, no, you, you've been working. For three months. I, I, yeah, I've still been working, and then okay. plus the 60... Um, survive mixes i've done yeah <laughs> you know and i say i listen in the car that involves going out to the car and driving around and listening to it i was so, gonna say it's not going it's all the way to the mini is it or <laughs> cranking that up that that battery's not going to work after 10 years so no i can't use that no definitely no. not definitely not 
Yeah, that I would definitely crack on with that if I didn't have anything else to do. Okay, cool. And James? Um, I, I've actually just registered a, a photography business. Ah. Um, as, a, as a second job. So, yeah, I'm trying to give myself as much to as possible. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite a keen photographer and um, videographer. Um, I, I've been, my, my wife teaches pole fitness. Okay. Um, so I've been doing like, um, a lot of photo shoots with them. There's a lot of, all, all the women sort of, a, their ages vary and their sizes vary and they, you know, a lot of them use it to get really fit and stuff. And it's like a really positive kind of supportive world that. So yeah, yeah, I've, I've been got friends who do a lot that, of the, so. uh, whole shoots and stuff is really cool nice um, I always take pictures of bands when we're out on tour but obviously that hasn't been happening but uh, um, yeah I actually registered a business during lockdown so hopefully when um, all of this sort of gets a bit better I can uh, I can head out and you know do, do some weddings and stuff like that and I'd like to be a bit more self-sufficient with um, my own business than, than doing a normal job yeah that's my, that's my main passion that, that and football Football, nice. Yeah. Who, who's your team? West Ham. West Ham. Cool. West you managed Ham to stay fan, up yeah. this year. It's all good. Just about. Just about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my I've boss is been... a big West Ham fan. So. Yeah, we're we're awful. It's fine. <laughs> Absolutely awful. No, I'm. Yeah, I follow football. I don't. I don't play much anymore. I haven't got the time. But um, yeah, follow football. Do photography. Cool. Excellent. Well, yeah. guys, thank you very much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Um, good luck with the single um, and all that Thanks and uh, all the future sort of stuff with that. But I'm hoping at some point I'll be getting down to the sort of South Coast and, you know, I wanna, I'm want i trying to go to as many gigs as possible, I think, is going to be my thing next year. But not like the big, huge gigs. I want to go to the small gigs because that's what I've missed the most. You know, I can... You know, yeah. you know. Um, I think actually the last gig I went to was seeing Akira. To be honest with you, as well at the uh, Bar Forty T. Uh, is it Bar Forty T in Worthing? Yeah. It was someone's birthday party or something. It was you and Killer Tricks and. Someone. Oh, that was John. That was actually Bleed Again's old bass player's birthday. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's a small world. Yeah, it's I, weird, isn't it? I, that's why I'm like, like, I'm kicking myself like a little bit. Together. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and no, I was down for that. We cause... really should tour together. We really should tour together. Yes. <laughs> Just think, Simon, you can drive the band all day and all night and play two sets a night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be up there. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get enough Red Bull. Yeah, like, as soon as, as, soon as gigs are and stuff are back, then, you know, we'll be in the van, jumping in the van, driving wherever. So, cool. stay in contact, and um, hopefully we can meet at a show or something. Yeah, or definitely. Or we'll come up to one of, your, one of your rock nights. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, you guys have uh, a good rest, like I say, a good rest of the day, and, um, yeah, um, good luck with everything. Yeah, thanks a lot, mate. Speak to you soon. See you later. Bye-bye. Yeah, see you later. Bye.